Hello and welcome to the new episode of Women in Customer Success podcast, the first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Skovepile, your host, and this is episode number 20. If you like this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review so others can find about it too. In this episode, I'm talking to Lizian Dong, Customer Success Manager at Searchmetrics. And this is really a conversation about our own personal development journeys, the books and people that helped us along the way and inspired us, and also the power of mentoring. I hope it will be valuable for you. So let's get into it. Today, I'm really happy to welcome Lizian Ndong, Client Success Manager at Searchmetrics and a lecturer of digital marketing at Pearson College London. Hi, Lizian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Maria. It's a really a pleasure to be here. I've been listening to your podcast for the past few months, so I'm really pleased to be here and have uh, this conversation with you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, the pleasure is mine, Lizian. Wouldn't we start by you giving us a bit about your background and your career journey? So I'm currently customer success manager at Searchmetrics. Searchmetrics is the global leader in software providing data in SEO and content marketing. Before that, so I work really in digital marketing for most of my career. So I work as an analyst. I work in PPC. I had some entrepreneurial experience when I set up my own e-commerce. I was selling some products. And then I work also in agency offering influencer and content marketing. So really my experience in digital marketing, and now I work with a MarTech when I use all my experience to support and advise clients. So how did you end up in customer success? So for me, I would say now when I reflect, I realize that customer success is kind of the natural progress of my career because even when I look back when I was younger, when I was a student, uh, my summer jobs were always in retail, working with clients, helping clients. I really enjoyed that. And my experience until now were always about uh, being in contact with clients, whether it's a B2B or B2C situation. So for me, it's what a natural progression to use the fact that I love being in contact with person. I'm an extrovert and I really just love seeing someone succeed. Just wonderful. So what gives you joy in terms of working customer success? Oh, wow. That's a good question. What gives me joy? Wow. That's a very good question. What gives me joy is talking and listening to someone issue challenges and then trying to help a client finding solution. I think that's really what I enjoy when a client says, okay, I'm trying to do this. Could you help me? I really enjoy trying to find solution. And then at the end of a call, when the client tell me, oh, thank you. It was really helpful it's clear for me or when after six months of relationship with clients say, oh, thanks to your advice, this is the success I had. So for me, that's what gives me joy when I see my client succeed. Wonderful. What a satisfaction. Yeah, definitely. Lizian, your passion for marketing is so obvious. And I noticed that you started giving more advice and best practices on social media. I obviously do follow you on Instagram and on LinkedIn, and I really like your post. What is the type of content that you're putting out there? And what is it that you want your audience to know when it comes to marketing? No, that's a good point. I'm happy that you realize that uh, there is a change on my side. So yes, yeah, so I've just decided to share my voice a little bit more because for many years, uh, yeah, a little bit 
being shy. I don't know what's the right term to say, but I didn't share that much. So I've decided to share more. And what I like, really like is marketing, obviously, but also personal development, because I feel like we tend to be very focusing on the skills, the experience, but what is missing a lot within the career development part is the mindset and the personal development. And that's something that I also want to share to make sure that people take into account this part, whether it's how to deal with the colleague, how to build relationship or how to have a positive mindset. So that's really the thing that I really want to share is personal development mindset, client management and customer retention in marketing. Because I want to, yeah, to share my voice and, and start exchanging ideas with other people. That's wonderful. And I can definitely see since we have been connected that you started posting about it, which I really like because I like your posts. I find them very valuable for me. And I wonder what is the source of your personal development and, and inspirations? Are there some type of resources or, or courses that you are doing or where does it come from? I'm really the kind of people who are really into personal development. I will go to conferences. I will listen to videos on YouTube. I will always be the one talking about karma. So I'm really someone uh, who believes in personal development. I meditate as well. So really what I take my inspiration from is to look at listening to what we call spirituality, really believe on the fact that everything comes from ourselves. I really believe as well in positive thinking, where we feel like if we are positive, positive things happen. So, for example, something that everybody knows, law of attraction, the secret. So that's the kind of thing that I believe in because I've seen so many positive things happen in my life because I was into this kind of way of thinking. So, And I want also to share, especially within the professional environment, I think is important because I don't see that much, uh, yeah, with the different jobs I had, sometimes we miss We don't use this part of us, which is more personal and, uh, and taking care of the other and being positive, etc. And I want to share. So how about you? Are you also into personal development? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> oh, I think that my bookshelves are filled with personal development books. And since my teenage years, I became very interested in what we called popular psychology. And I really remember starting with Seven Habits of Successful Teenagers and then, then whatever I found in the library, really. And then I remember at university, I discovered Brené Brown and watched all her talks. And I'm still reading her books as she's publishing them, as well as her podcast. Also, I think Ken Robinson and his work on finding your passion or element, as he called it, that was really impactful for me. And then one of the very important ones was also Sheryl Sandberg and her Lean In. Really hugely influential for me. I'm really into personal development and I really love learning either different courses, trainings, conferences. I think that, that the process of learning gives me energy. So I know sometimes uh, when I feel overwhelmed with some work or, you know, if I don't feel like responding to the emails in the next hour, sometimes I just pick up some of my online training courses. And then after an hour, I feel more energized and I know that I have learned something new and just feel much better. And then I can carry on with the things I started procrastinating. So yeah, I really love the process of learning and the results that come with it. I really like what you just shared about when you lose motivation, you go back to something inspirational, inspiring, and then you go, oh, that's a good idea that I could use. Especially walking from home, sometimes it's hard to get the motivation during the day. So yeah, I think I would take this tip. Very good. 
<laughs> well, I hope it can help you. But mm-hmm. I understand how you are so much into personal development as well. And I can see that you're developing others. Hence, you are a lecturer. Tell me more about it. Firstly, how do you even do it with your work and family and everything else? And then when did you start teaching and lecturing? So it's because I really like giving back, giving back my knowledge. Uh, That's something I really enjoy. And I really enjoy seeing the change and the transformation of people. That's something I really enjoy. So I started working with this university as just a speaker, someone going to the university to talk about my experience because I wanted to inspire the student. And obviously they've seen a passion for me and then they suggested me to become a lecturer. So I teach digital marketing. I teach to undergraduate uh, who are between the second and third year. And uh, I really enjoy it. They're around 19 and 20. And it's really a pleasure as well to be closer to the younger generation. And that's something that I like as well. I learn a lot. And as you know, when you teach, you learn. So also by teaching them digital marketing, I also learn at the same time. So that's a very good experience. And in terms of the timing, or get organized, my company, Searchmetric, is really supportive of that. And that's the reason why I'm able to do it. That's wonderful. I mean, that's really, really a lot. Giving back to community, but also learning. As you mentioned, yeah, a great way of learning is sharing that knowledge with others. You kind of validate your own knowledge and you are, again, consuming it just by sharing. As you said, you are learning from your students as well. Just wondering, do you have any story or what is it that you have learned from your, as you said, very young students recently? Yeah. So really something interesting is they are not like us, like the teacher is equal partner where they would challenge the teacher, they would challenge the lecturer if they feel like it's not right. So that's something that you learn as well as an adult. Like sometimes we don't challenge a boss because we feel like it's the boss and we shouldn't challenge. So that's a learning. The second one is when I read, you know, about generation because they are into the generation Z, if I'm not wrong. Uh, when you read about them, you know what they use in terms of social media. And sometimes I asked them last time, so what social media you use? So the, you tell me which one you use. I asked them, do you use Snapchat? Most of the end, TikTok, yeah. And Facebook, not, not that many students. And it actually confirmed what I read because this generation, they are not on Facebook. So for me, it was a good learning to say that's true. They're not interested in Facebook anymore because for them, it's for older, older people. They told me Facebook is for older people. <laughs> I was like, I'm not old. So that's the little thing like that you learn uh, with them. What would be their main social media channel? Snapchat, 20-something. TikTok, the oh, yeah. of the year, even younger. TikTok apparently 16 and even younger. Uh, and then obviously everybody's on Instagram. But really Facebook, they're not, they might be there to check for once in a while, but they're not really interested anymore. That's why you feel a bit, yeah, okay, we're not on the same, <laughs> from the same generation anymore. So that's funny. Well, that's interesting. I have definitely noticed since my, you know, mom and all the other generation in front of me, since they all came on Facebook, I think that I started using it much less than usually and switched to Instagram. Now you really gave me great tip what to do if I want to be in touch with a young generation. Wow. Yeah, I can understand they're using TikTok. Yeah, definitely something good to start researching and using if we want to be in touch with the generation and being able to raise our children in that world, right? That will be another challenge for us parents. Oh, yes, exactly. I noticed that you are also very passionate in mentoring and perhaps that's closely related to your teaching experiences and abilities. But tell me more about the Cherie Blair Foundation where you are a mentor. So the Cherie Blair Foundation is the foundation that has been launched by a former first lady. 
she matched women from developing countries with people in the western in western countries you are matched with someone who has similar interests to you and then you have session where you give them some tips some advice depending on what they want to achieve it tends to be female entrepreneurs and you would then give them some tips to really i would say grow their businesses It's a really good a good experience. I got the chance to be matched with two amazing women, one in Malaysia and one in Ghana. So it was a really good experience, especially to see someone grow, someone get more knowledge. That's wonderful. How much are you involved? I'm sure it's all over Zoom or some kind of online channel. So what is it that you are helping them with? That's mainly when they have their business. So as my background uh, would be in marketing, so helping them in terms of how to market their products. So everything would happen, as you say, online via Zoom. And we will set some recurring call, whether it's biweekly or monthly. For the past year, we have a lot of things happening. Uh, it's kind of reduced. But yeah, so usually you would have monthly uh, or biweekly calls with sessions where you will go through different milestones as you develop the relationship. You have been consulting them on how to scale their businesses or how to put them on social media, how to market them. Just really tell me more. This sounds wonderful. Yeah, so for example, I had one woman I was mentoring, she had a jewelry business and I suggest her how to position your business, how to create the branding and then how to promote it. As you say, uh, social media is easiest way and the first step she could take. So that's definitely this kind of thing advice that I will give. Great. You give the advice. Did you experience even concretely helping them in creating some type of artwork or or campaign or something like that? The role as a mentor is to make sure that I empower them to do things themselves. It's a little bit as as a CSM. You want to empower the person. You want to make sure that the person does it and not doing it for them. And then you're actually seeing how how they're doing something for the first time, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, some are doing for the first time, some are doing it for many years, but they get a stage where they need to change, they need some new ideas, they need to grow. So that's why it's good to have an external opinion. That's really mm-hmm. wonderful. I mean, well done for doing it. It's not only mm-hmm. amazing initiative, it's burden on your personal time and it just seems that you are getting so much benefit and satisfaction from helping. Exactly. I think for me, as you said earlier, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. So for me, passionate about that. So I don't see as yeah, a chore. I really enjoy it. I'm an extrovert as well. I suppose as an extrovert, we like being around people, talking, etc. And also I'm really good now in managing my time. As I said, this year with everything that happened, I haven't been able to do some monitoring session in 2020 because the year was crazy. So I'm able to manage my time and say this year I'm focusing on teaching and the current crisis. So I'm really good in putting boundaries, I would say. That is such a good lesson. You need to put your own boundaries. Lisiane, as you're so passionate about mentoring, I wonder, have you had mentors in your life, you know, either professional or personal, but did you have that experience? Yes, I have mentors and I really like it. I've started having mentors just recently and I really liked having someone giving you their own perspective, someone who challenge you as well. I really like this relationship. How about you? What do you think about mentoring? Did you have one? Yes, I had. As I was doing lots of music in my life throughout my education, I had individual teachers who were really often my mentors too, and not only for music but just life in general. And I think it was really helpful during the formative years. 
Then in my career, I would have non-official mentors, but some senior colleagues to talk to about the work and career. I think that was also really helpful. And this last year through Customer Success Network, I had a wonderful mentor really in the industry. And I think that was just really needed talking about my growth and career from someone in the industry, but outside my organization. And I think that it's becoming so much easier to connect with people out there who are willing to become mentors. And I see people within different customer success networks who are really open for it. So that has been really great for the whole community, I would say. Yes. So for me, the mentor are not in CS, uh, in customer success, because as, as you suppose, I haven't been that involved in the customer success, success community until this year. Uh, I suppose having uh, someone in customer success will definitely help in the future, but I don't have yet customer success mentor. It's more people in tech in general. But isn't that amazing as well, as they can provide even broader perspective for your career outside customer success industry and just give that additional value from the business in general? Yes. So I I think it's definitely helped to have someone outside your industry, outside your role, because it gives you a different perspective. And also it does challenge you in terms of your thinking and the way you see your career and take decisions. Oh, definitely it's a good thing to have someone who is not in CS. And Lizian, mm-hmm. I wonder in your personal development that you're really passionate about, what would you say have been some role models for you? Did you have any? Oh, yes, I have a lot. So I will just give three because it was uh, important. So Sherry Sundberg, because with Lenin, she really opened my eyes around position of women in the corporate world. I have Michelle Obama because for what she accomplished as a first lady. And then the last one, last one, Beyonce. I really like Beyonce (laughs) for a work ethic. I think she is who she is because she's been working very hard and she's been very innovative as an artist and she was always on trend. And that's an inspiration in any career you are. You know that you have to keep up with the trend in your industry. You have to work hard and you have to innovate. So I think for me, she's also a role model. I know I keep talking about Beyonce all the time people who know me know that so yes <laughs> why not why not well she is she is the queen oh those are great role models gosh i love michelle obama i i i really love her and also cheryl sandberg i like her, how you said that she changed your perspective on the position of women i think that was also my experience you know when i firstly read her book and it was the edition for graduates you know i was mm. just going out from my graduate education and it was pretty much revolutionary for me and especially that part of having your spouses as partners I think it was just around the time Mm. I got married anyway and as my husband and I are raising our children for me it is all constantly about hey we are partners Mm. equally sharing burdens of everything and he's really great in it but I always have that idea from Sheryl Sandberg's book somewhere at the back of my mind partners 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 maybe I'm just too much on someone's had with that partnership but I love that idea definitely and the part I love is don't leave the before you leave I think this part did resonate a lot uh, especially at that time I was getting married 
And I knew that having this don't leave before you leave, I just carry on. And I think that that this part that she, she makes a bit uh, resonate in my mind. And also, you know, when she talk about, I don't remember the exact term, the career is not a ladder. It's ah, a jungle. 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 I think this one, this one really, really inspired my career because that's what I've been doing. I've been trying different roles to be at the space where I know what I like, I know what I'm passionate about because I wanted to try different things and not trying to get to the later. Obviously now I'm in a stage where I really love CSM and definitely now I'm ready to get into the ladder. She, she inspired me a lot. Wow, one book. <laughs> How many things yeah. it can change for us all. Yeah, I definitely also reckon that career as a jungle gym because I do feel that she was one of the first ones that brought that whole concept of you can change careers, you can go from one industry to another and one position to another without necessarily climbing up because not everyone should be going up in that managerial position. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why, you know, when you asked me earlier about the fact that now I'm sharing more content is because I feel like we always inspire another person. You see, just by our experience, which might not be sharing some the type of experience in life, but you can always inspire other people by sharing a voice the same way you're doing with your podcast today. Isn't that interesting, Lizian? We all do have a platform and LinkedIn, for example, what we share is out there, it's visible for others, and it is a hugely powerful platform. You're allowing others, and especially women, to find out more about you know, how they should create their own voice and how they should go about sharing their ideas. I really appreciate you for that. Yeah, I have a woman who just sent me a message. Thank you. It's inspiring. Someone I know told me, oh, that's good to see social media, not only about people sharing their holiday pictures, but inspiring others. So, you know, those little things, I'm like, oh, yes, at least people see it and it helps a little bit. I'm pleased. It matters. Yes, definitely matters. And I can imagine how much content that brings to you hearing one person's experience about potential change that your post brought to their lives. It's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Especially I'm just starting. I haven't posted that much content so far because I'm really starting. So it's good to already have positive feedback. Well, I will definitely keep my eye on <laughs> any other content whenever you are publishing because I love it so far. What would be your message to aspiring leaders in customer success? The key thing is really we are people, we tend to be people person. Our job is about people. Our job is about helping people, whether it's our client, it's about coordinating with people, whether it's a product team or other. I think the key thing is really business relationship and emotional intelligence. I think in our role, there is an element of all those soft skills that are really important that I feel like we need to work on to be able to be successful CSM. Obviously, we have the technical part. We have to be able to know a success plan, QBR, etc. But I think we need to all work on the soft skill because our job is about dealing with people. And that definitely is something I'm working on a lot. Listening skills, emotional intelligence and teamwork. I think that's the soft skill that I think we need to work on. So what are your ways of working on those skills? How do you practice them? I practice them by being aware of them. So I have obviously, as I said earlier, I read and I watch videos. So I'm aware of what is it, what, what is a good listener and what is emotional intelligence. And then the step two is to be aware of it, to know that, okay, now I went to that call. I didn't listen that much. 
maybe next time I need to listen more because if I had listened more, I would have been able to help a little bit more the client. So that's the kind of thing. Or maybe with your colleague, sometimes in meetings, yeah, sometimes we have a good day or bad day to be aware of after a call, oh, I wasn't really good. I wasn't listening. I didn't really participate. So having this awareness to ask yourself, how did I do today? And then from then, when you have the awareness, you can correct yourself, do better next time. Lizian, this is wonderful. You just made me think how, you know, very often we're going from meetings to meetings and you're just rushing through the day trying to answer those emails and do tasks. I personally am even forgetting very often to reflect on, you know, how did this call go? Did I listen enough? And that's definitely something I should be doing. So thanks so much for this nice tip. And because it's a difficult, it's not an easy job to be a CSM. And we need to, yeah, to think about those things. And also, I suppose, something that I haven't been very good and I try to improve is to have time to just take time for me. You know, like, for example, I'm trying to stop meeting, like giving myself one hour before the end of the day to go to my email, to do my admin. Because in the past, I would go to meeting calls from the morning until the end. And then at the end, you just, you don't have energy anymore. So that's the kind of thing I'm trying to work on now a lot, to have time for me to reflect, to take notes, to do things properly, I would say. Do you have some rules like that you put yourself during the day? <laughs> I'm really bad in that. Yeah, I, I believe that I struggle with that because sometimes there are just back-to-back meetings and then I don't have time to actually do the work and then I would do it at the evening late and mm-hmm. this year in COVID as we were at home and having kids at home I think that I still carry some of those behaviors like you know that you can't do everything during the day because kids are around and even now when at least one child is in school I still feel that I can't accomplish everything and think okay well at the evening I will and it's wrong and I should definitely start focusing on allowing some time to do the work that I have to during the day and I think one of the good tips would be to start saying no I don't know how are you with that I'm still I'm I'm learning (laughs) yeah because I I told you like you know I put my hour before the end of the day I leave it empty but obviously if there is any request for internal meeting or client meeting obviously it's open you know it's hard it's it's a learning process because it's not easy to really be straight and say no I'm really bad in saying no Okay, so that is a new mandate for the new year, I guess. We should start learning and practicing better to say no to the things that are not on priority list. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I like that. This has been a really lovely conversation, Lizian. Thank you for coming to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, I'd like to hear from you, so follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and get in touch. Subscribe now so you don't miss out on the following episodes. Have a great day and talk to you soon.